Well, hey there, this is Danny Sunshine Bauer, host of this podcast. And my mission in life is to help school leaders fight isolation and frustration via a leadership community in order to gain clarity and find solutions to their greatest challenges. To get value from today's show, you can show some love back by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a rating and review where you're listening right now. I can serve more school leaders by having a better ranking, which is tied 100% to subscriptions, reviews, and shares on social media. In today's show, I talk with Rebecca Roper. We explore a number of interesting topics like how she starts each day, a pretty cool program called the Principal Apprenticeship. And the biggest reason I asked Rebecca to join me is she took action on a letter activity that I described in the School Leadership Series, my daily five-minute or less inspirational podcast. And basically, the letter activity is that you ask your people to describe the best year ever, right? Personally, professionally, you can model it or you could just ask them to do that activity. She did it and she had some pretty amazing results. And we tell that story today. So thanks for spending some time with me listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Before we jump into the episode, let's take some time to thank our show sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Imagine having a Fitbit for teachers that measures student engagement. Learn more at teachfx.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, which increases student active engagement and participation and reduces classroom management issues. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. Well, hey there, Better Leaders. I'm joined by Rebecca Roper today. And for the last 17 years, Rebecca has worked in two different counties in Virginia. She's currently the principal at Donahoe Elementary School in Henrico County, Virginia, is in her fourth year leading this Title I school. Donahoe has 530 students ranging from pre-K to fifth grade. Prior to this, Rebecca served as the AP of Ward Elementary School and the AP of Beaverdam Elementary, and a second and third grade teacher at Paul Green Elementary in Hanover County. Outside of work, Rebecca loves to start her day by working out and end it by reading. She enjoys baking for others and spending time with her family, especially her two fabulous boys. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So I'm wondering if we could start with your perfect day at work. What does that look like? All right. Well, my perfect day at work, I think, definitely starts with my routine at home. Mm. I um, wake up early and exercise and kind of get in that right headspace for my fantastic day. I think if I don't do that, the perfect day is not going to happen. But then I like to arrive to work early. I try to get there before many of my teachers, some of them like to beat me there. Uh And when I get there, I make a plan and try to have things organized for my day. After I do that, it is about time to greet the students. So I head out onto the sidewalk and we greet our students with music and high fives and dancing. And, you know, that gets all of us in the mood for school. I love it when kids are coming off the buses and are just so excited to be coming into the building. And so we try to create that environment out on the sidewalk each and every day. And then from there, I really just try to spend most of my day in classrooms throughout the building, trying to be where the students are. I like to talk with them about their learning, you know, get beside them while they're learning and ask them questions about what they're doing. And then one of the favorite things that I love about my days is when I have a principal apprentice and my, we're a PBIS school and 
my students can use dolphin dollars that they get for their awesome behavior and they can purchase 20 minutes to spend with me as their or as the apprentice. Um, they get to wear my lanyard, hold my walkie, answer all the school calls. And they absolutely love that. And I love it too because I get to see the school from their eyes. I ask them questions, you know, about what they like about school, what they think I do all day, which are really funny responses. Oh, I can't um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, we, you know, they, they get to pick which classrooms they want to do walkthroughs in. They get to talk about what they see, what the teachers are doing, what the kids are doing. So that's definitely any day that I have a, an apprentice on my calendar is a good day. What, what are some of those things they think you do, if you can remember? <laughs> they think that I am on the phone a lot, <laughs> um, which is funny because that's not a big part of what I do. They definitely, I think every single one of them talks about me being in classrooms because that's what they see. And when I ask them, you know, why do you think I'm in the classroom? Um, they said, well, we want to make sure that the kids are learning. I said, yeah, absolutely. They'll say, well, you're watching the teachers and seeing what they're teaching. And then they, you know, sometimes we'll talk about, well, sometimes you have to talk to kids about what they're doing, you know, behaviorally. And, you know, the kids that buy this over and over again, I try to create a different experience each time. So this year I had a student who got to make a big purchase with, um, he, teacher came up to him and asked him if we could buy some books. And I said, it's up to you. And so (laughs) nudged him to say yes, but he bought a big purchase purchase of books. And then I've actually had a student who got to do our fire drill once. So that was a lot of fun. So it sounds like you really uh, empower them while they're principal apprentices. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And they they earn some type of bucks for, I guess, living out your values or or some type of desirable behavior. Uh, So using PBIS and they exchange some type of quantity for 20 minutes of time with you. Right. So we, um, PBIS school, our three behaviors are ready, respectful, and responsible. And so when they earn $80, that's how much it costs to spend the day or spend 20 minutes with me. They can buy tangible items, you know, trinkets, but they also can buy um, time where they don't have to wear their shoes and it can be stinky sock day. Um, And they can bring stuffed animals or chew gum or write with pens or sit at the teacher's desk. So we really try to find out what they want and add those in to the items that they can buy at our store. I love it because it's a uh, a lesson and a story of personalization too, you know, and Mm, absolutely, you know, you might struggle with how do I do this at my school or whatever. And you don't even have to look that far. You just look right where you are every day, your context leading a school. And you said, okay, I'm going to pick kids. I'm going to personalize their experience, make sure it's a bit different each time. I guess, uh, are you taking notes or something or just have a great memory? (laughs) I, you know, each time I talk with them, each time I go and grab a kid, I do ask them what they want to do. So I try to see, you know, it's up to them. That time on my calendar is completely up to them. So I have no agenda mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the kids that do it over and over again, they do hold great value in your head. So yes, I just remember them, but their names are also on my calendar. So I can see, oh yes, I've had this person before. Perfect. That's great. And this is something that, that listeners, you know, you guys can absolutely put this in, in place, uh, starting today, if you wanted to, you just have to design, you know, some type of system, uh, that rewards those desirable behaviors you want and give them an opportunity to spend those credits that they get. And maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, different trinkets, like you said, uh, or it's some awesome time with the principal. Yes. So you mentioned too, Rebecca, how uh, you have your, your daily ritual, which I want to get into in a second. But part of that, you said you plan each, you plan each day. So is that, sure. is that changing uh, day to day? Or is there a template or something that, that actually repeats? 
Well, what I do is I kind of take my calendar and look at the classrooms I want to get into. So in the beginning of the school year, I map out a schedule that's there in order to help me get into classrooms, but I also know it needs to be flexible and so it needs to be able to adjust as things come up. But I put those walkthroughs on my calendar. So I'm very intentional about ensuring that I have a set of grade levels that I go into daily to provide feedback, as well as those I'm just walking through for a few minutes just to see how things are going. And then I also, you know, I'm planning out observations ahead of time. So those are things that are on my calendar. Early in the year, I try to schedule that all pretty early on. And then weekly, I take a look at that calendar and move things around and adjust and provide some space that's not filled, that's just for emergencies or things that I need to change around. And then also to try to provide time where if I'm preparing for something that the school board wants or my director wants, I need to have time for that. But I try during the time that the kids are in school, that those hours to be where the kids are, either at lunch duty or in the classrooms. Perfect. I know you mentioned in the pre-chat, you'd really like to discuss uh, setting up the day in self-care. So let's go there. Sure. Sure. So I have some great rituals that I do each and every day. So I wake up early and really early. I, I try to get up about 4, 4.15 okay. um, yeah, so each and every day. And I start my day through exercise. And if I, I think if I didn't start my day that way, I probably wouldn't be going into school in the headspace that I am. So being up so early allows me to be energized and ready for my day when the kids come. So I start and I, I do my exercise and then um, I do some journaling. I start my day by journaling some intentions that I have. One of those is I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. And so mm. I journal that every day and write that out. And then I write out some things that I, you know, I want to work out every day. I want to I give up a food that I, you know, for the last few months of the year. So right now I've, I've given up Diet Coke. So I write that down every day. No Diet Coke. <laughs> um, and then I write down gratitudes for um, the day before. And I try to see if I can hit 10 every day. Those can be little things or big things. It can be, you know, the sunset that I saw on the way home. It can be that my husband made dinner or that I just got to spend some extra time with my kids. I try all day the day before to be thinking about what I'm going to be writing down. And it just keeps me in that really positive place so that I have those ideas for the next morning. And then I read my Bible for a little while and, and you know, wrap my mind around that, do some prayer. And then I'm off to get ready and, and go to school. But those things happen every day. They happen um, Monday through Friday as well as on the weekend. The weekend times are a little different. I don't get up at four. <laughs> but I, I do try to do the same activities each and every day. And that allows me to have a good routine when I get to school. It allows me to feel ready. And you know, a lot of my teachers and my students are always saying, you're so awake when you get here. Well, yeah, I've been up since four. So I'm ready to go by the time everybody else gets there. What time are you going to bed? Uh, yeah, I the goal is eight, but that doesn't leave a lot of time with my family. And so usually by 8.30, I can wind it down. I try to put my youngest to bed and then go, go up for myself. Yeah, so you're still getting a bit, a bit of sleep, so that's good. Yes, yeah, I need, I need my sleep. That's part of my self-care. Sure. 
And that's hard, you know, because you, you, you grow up uh, or as a kid, right? You want to become an adult so you can stay up later. And then you become an adult. You want to be a kid so yep. you can go to bed earlier, right? <laughs> I'd like to get to bed early and take some naps. Those are the kid things I'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, is there anything else in your, your self-care routine that we missed? Um, I'm very well prepared on Sundays. I meal prep every week. So I never have to think about what I'm going to eat. Um, I ensure that I have, I take tons of water to school. So I ensure that I get all my water throughout the day. So just things to try to keep myself healthy so that while I'm you know, doing the job I need to do every day, I'm not worrying about the health part of it. I can make sure that I'm ready for school. You mentioned uh, how an activity, a letter activity, really impacted your culture. And I'm wondering if you would mind uh, unpacking that for the listeners. Absolutely. Well, I got that activity from you. Um, oh. I, yeah. So I um, started my year this year at school by, and we have a teacher work week before the students come back. And the end of that week, I asked my teachers to think about their self at the end of the school year. And so I had them think about if it was a wonderful year, if it was the you know the best year that they've had, what would that look like? What would they, you know, be professionally, also personally? And I had them kind of envision that. And then we took time to write out that letter to themselves. So they wrote, you know, dear future self, this is what made this a great year. This is where I am at the you know for this year. And they described all the achievements that they had, how they grew as a person, their wild successes. And I have to tell you that this is probably the quietest I've ever heard my staff. Um, They really dug into this activity. I have some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was great. And then they, um, you know, they folded those up and put them, we have a bag that I have all their letters in and they will get that back at the end of the school year. It's amazing. So it's it's the quietest they've ever been, huh? (laughs) Yeah, they were focused. And were, were they, uh, I guess, pretty open to leaning into that activity? They absolutely were. They afterwards talked about how they thought that that was such a powerful activity. I gave them the um, choice of either just putting the note away and I'll give it to them at the end of the year, or if they want me to read it and they want me to have an idea of what they're working towards so that throughout the year I can encourage them then they would let me know. And I had a few teachers who wanted me to read their letters, really excited about that. And when I read those letters, they talked about becoming leaders in our building. They talked about um, taking care of themselves and um, having a year where they really were developing relationships. And so after the teacher work week, this is an activity that I heard teachers talking about, you know, throughout, Mm. once the kids came back, you know, they talked about these letters and they you know, shared with me when I met with them um, in the beginning of the year to do some goal setting, how impactful writing this was and thinking about the year at the end and thinking about those, you know, ideas that would get us there. Did you model the letter yourself uh, or just kind of explain the activity and then say, have at it, guys? I just explained it and said, have at it. You know, um, my admin staff, we all sat while the teachers sat and we all wrote our own letters as well. Okay. So you did the activity with them? Yes. Awesome. That's really cool. Did your uh, leadership team allow you to read their letters yet? They did not. They actually, um, I, you know, they weren't ones when I was collecting them okay. that asked me to. I haven't asked them if they wanted me to. You know, it was a few teachers. It wasn't very many that just said, hey, yeah, read this. Right, you know, right. Some of them even giggled as they gave it to me of like, <laughs> they really were excited that they got this opportunity and that they wanted to share it with me. 
What do you hope it does for your culture? I hope that, you know, it really works on that forward thinking of the, you know, growth mindset that we, you know, where we were in August is not the end. You know, we um, have months to meet our goals and we're not there yet and we can keep working towards it. I also hope that it helps them balance themselves. You know, I encourage them to write about themselves as a person, not just as a teacher. And so, you know, I I want them to daily be thinking about taking care of them and filling their cup so that they can help fill others. And so I'm hoping that at the end, they're going to have that excitement of, "We, we did this, we had a great year, we were able to stay balanced, we were able to ensure that we came to school every day full enough to work with the students that we see. I just want to take a, a second here to thank you, uh, you know, in front of all the listeners. And I so appreciate you listening and, and hearing something from the podcast and, uh, you know, executing on it, right? Dreaming sure. it up, what it might look like in the context of your school, but then putting it into practice uh, to move the needle forward and, and uh, contribute to your culture. Well, thank you. It was a great idea. So I'm excited to see what it looks like at the end of the school year. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. You got to follow up. We got to we got to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. So going from this uh, positive letter activity, I'm going to I'm going to hit you with the single worst leadership mistake question. <laughs> and what did you learn from it? Sure. So, you know, when I think about myself in the early days of leadership, I had come out of the classroom pretty quickly and I went to a school in which the principal and I both came from the same school. He was my AP and I was a teacher. And so we knew that school well, and we came into this new school. He had been there a year and was ready to start putting some things into practice. And here, you know, I come and I feel like I referred to my previous school a lot when kind of rolling things out. Mm. And, you know, this is one example kind of of how I think sometimes we don't value or we show we don't value a history or a culture of a school by things that we say that we don't even know we're doing. And, you know, I didn't refer to my previous school by not trying to, in not meaning to value the new school. But I think sometimes it came across that way as both the principal and I were from that previous school. And we would talk about the previous school and, you know, at this school, we did this or, you know, as we're trying to implement things in the new school. And so, the act of actually referring to the old school isn't, I don't think the mistake. I think the mistake is coming across not valuing someone's history or culture. And so as I move forward in other schools, I try to always think about what can I do to show that I value history and that I value culture of the school, of a grade level, of a person, of a community. I think that's really important whenever you're moving forward is, you know, getting a background of people of situations before you act on them. Yeah, that's that's huge for uh, leaders and even veteran leaders. You might you know be there for a while, but you start taking it for granted potentially mm-hmm. history and uh, all the stories that make up the traditions and the rituals and everything that makes your school special. So I encourage everybody for sure to get as curious as possible and uh, almost come to it, come to the school like a first year principal every single year. Absolutely, and I think you know, even when you are getting your you know, teachers that are new to you and you're mm-hmm. seeing them you in the go. classroom, you, you know, it's important to see what they did at their previous school and understand what they have to bring to the table. Because, you know, when I hire teachers, I'm trying to hire them 
to move the needle forward. And so I can't do that if I don't know what they're bringing. And so it's important to always value culture and always value someone's history because what they had in the past is making them for the future. And we, you know, if we don't know that, we're kind of trampling over who they are. So I'm obsessed with uh, questions. And Tony Robbins is famous for saying, quality questions create a quality life. Successful people ask better questions. And as a result, they get better answers. So Rebecca, what's one question you wish novice principals, or actually not even novice, but all listeners, all school leaders should be asking more frequently? Yeah. So I think that goes right along with what we were just talking about. I think it's so important to ask you, know, tell me more about that. And that gets into that history or what's, what's behind motives that people do. You know, I, I wish I would have taken time in that first leadership experience to ask people, tell me more about that. You know, even things as, as silly as, you know, how we dismiss every day, you know, coming into a school and changing that, there may be reasons we do what we do. And so before you make any changes saying, you know, tell me a little bit more about that or why, why that is, because you never know who set something up or why they set something up when you're making a change or when you're learning about somebody. And I also think that, you know, saying, tell me more about that is great for a community. You know, if a community member or a parent is coming to upset about something and starting the conversation with, tell me more about that or tell me more about what's going on, just allows them to let down their guard. They think that you are, you know, listening. And that's definitely what I want to portray. I want to portray that I'm here for them and I want to gain all the information I can in their viewpoint is so important when you're trying to move forward. And tell me more about that always you know, also works with kids, you know, when they're struggling behaviorally or emotionally or academically, you know, tell me more about that. You know, when I you know, see a child who's, you know, really working hard at that math problem and it can't get it, you know, just asking them, hey, tell me more about what you've done or, or what is the problem, we can get through it together. And they see that we're putting people first, you know, people come before any problem that happens. And so when you say, tell me more about that, you're putting a person before a situation or a problem. Well, let's pause here for a message from our sponsors. Better Leaders, Better Schools is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher with the students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. Learn more and improve your students' executive functioning and non-cognitive skills at OrganizedBinder.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Research shows that the more students speak in class, the more they learn, and the better they perform on standardized tests. TeachFX has helped hundreds of schools increase their student engagement by visualizing for teachers what portions of class are teacher talk versus student talk. Learn more at teachfx.com. We're back with Rebecca Roper, and we were talking about uh, a letter activity that she heard on the school leadership series that implemented and has had pretty cool impact on her uh, school culture already. Talking about routines and rituals and uh, those exact things that, that Rebecca does every morning, early in the morning too, 4 a.m., <laughs> to get ready, to get prepped and pumped for the day. Uh, we're going to round up the interview here. So, Rebecca, what's a, one book? maybe a video tool or resource that's really impacted your leadership, productivity, or quality of life in, in the past few months or so? 
Sure. Well, Danny, you wouldn't be surprised to know I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that I think is the thing that really impacts me the most. I think people sometimes are, are very used to me saying, so this morning on the way to work, I heard this <laughs> podcast. Um, right. And so, you know, some I listen to. Um, obviously, I listened to your podcast, both um, the School Leadership Series and the Better Leaders, Better Schools, um, listening to Transformative Principle, the Principal PLN, and I also love the um, Call to Pedagogy. Those are some of my favorite education podcasts. And then I love the um, Brendan Show and the Rise podcast are some non-educational ones that I listen to. So that definitely impacts my leadership. I'm not familiar with the last two. So what makes those special? So the Brendan Show is by Brendan Bernard, who talks about the 10 habits of successful people. And he, you know, just shares some habits in that and um, really is, is talking about setting your life up in a way that allows you each day to come at it to be better than you were the day before, which, you know, one of my intentions that I do. And then the Rise part podcast is um, Rachel Hollis, who wrote uh, Girl, Wash Your Face. And so she's up and coming. And that one is for entrepreneurs. And I don't listen to every single one because they don't always apply. But I love her viewpoint on always seeking to learn more and put your best Mm -hmm. foot forward and just grow. And so I feel like both of those podcasts really push towards growth, which allow me to see growth outside of education and, and see growth personally. And even looking at that business side of things and how can I use that in the educational setting. Yeah, my friend Jessica Cabine turned me on to Rachel, so I didn't realize uh, that was the same podcast, but yep. yeah, good stuff there for sure. Absolutely. Well, Rebecca, what message would you put on all school marquees across the globe if you could do that for just a day? I would put, we love you. I think that letting staff and students and community know how much we care is the best way to bring a community together. I think it doesn't matter what you do in your school. You can have great things going on, but if people don't know you care, it's not going to make a difference. And so I want everyone to know how much we care about them. And I want everyone to feel that when they walk into our building. We've been a great guest, Rebecca. You made it to the last question. You know uh, exactly which one this is. Yeah. (laughs) You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. So how would you build your dream school? And what would be your top three priorities? Oh, this is such a good one. I would love to be able to open a school. And I think the number one top priority has to be people. Um, People make all the difference. And so getting the right people on the bus, the ones that are just on fire for learning. Uh, I want people who are passionate and enthusiastic for that work that we do each and every day. They have to love kids. They have to want to show up daily for them. And, you know, having those right people makes all the difference. So people, 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 uh, number one. And then number two, I would create a school that is very flexible and, you know, thinking about like scheduling and thinking about that master schedule, I'd love to have a school where those subjects can just be integrated. And we're looking at, you know, blurring lines. The teachers have flexibility to adjust their day to meet the needs of the students in the moment. So, you know, maybe that the day is scheduled one way, but a student asks a question or wants to go somewhere and that works for the class and that's where they go. So that flexibility, allowing them to work within their grade level, outside their grade level, around the building. I think really is beneficial. I'd love for teachers to be able to 
integrate what they do in their classrooms with their students with what those students do when they go outside the classroom to those resource classes. So that PE music, art library scheme, put it all together with what we're doing in the classroom, which is a win-win for everyone. Um, and then finally, a physical space that's beautiful. Uh, really would want it to be very, very inviting. Having that flexible seating, that natural lighting. Reading is near and dear to my heart. So the library would have to be like the most inviting place in the whole building. I want a building that the students love being in based on the look of the building, but also based on the people that are inside of it. Well, Rebecca, thanks again for being such a great guest on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Uh, People want to follow up with you or say, hey, thanks for being a great guest. Or I have a question about that letter activity. Is there a best way to get in touch? So they can find me on Twitter, Rebecca Roper. Then they can also, I can give you my email address. It's quite long, but I can give that to you. Maybe we can put those in that in the show notes. Sure. Yeah, I have that from uh, our exchanges. So I'll just link it up if people want to email. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for being on the show, Rebecca. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Better Leaders, just a few more things before you take off. I created a new resource for you called the three leadership questions I ask every day. You can download the resource by visiting betterleadersbetterschools.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This helps me in a few ways. It gives the show some social proof. It encourages new people to listen to the show, and it improves the ranking of the show and therefore helps me serve more school leaders. If you want extra credit and some good vibes, share your biggest takeaway from the show and tag me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Alien Earbud, an anagram for my name, Daniel Bauer. And make sure to use the hashtag BLBS. This Sunday is the weekend resource. Join over 3,000 school leaders that get this resource delivered every week. In the weekend resource, I share content curated specifically for school leaders. You'll get articles, videos, templates, and exercises, coaching tips, inspirational quotes, invitations to free Friday group coaching, which is an exclusive offer made available only to newsletter subscribers in the Better Leaders, Better Schools tribe, and links to all the content I created for you this past week. You can subscribe at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash weekend dash resource. And remember, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Go out there today and be a better leader.